Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. You know, I, 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 I get to go to a lot of different churches. Sometimes I go to real small churches, and they don't have much of a soundboard or a sound system or anything like that, and, and I need all the help I can to, for my voice. And so the, I'll ask them to do certain things. Well, we don't do that. We can't do that. We're not limited to, to do that kind of stuff. And they go, would you prefer not to sing? And I said, well, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I didn't come to cut a record. I came to worship God, so it really doesn't care how, how it sounds. You know, the Bible says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You may sound like a bullfrog, but when you sing to God... You got to sing with, every, with ganas, with everything that you got, amen. And it doesn't matter, amen, who's listening, because he's listening. And when he hears that come out of you, amen, so, you know, people say, man, when you, I remember Pastor Ruben Gutierrez told me, he goes, man, Brother Vince, he goes, when you sing, you get ugly, bro. I said, that's all right. My daddy loves me. He, amen. You ever see babies that come up, you know, people have brand new babies, and they're, they look like wet rats. <laughs> they're ugly. Wasn't my baby so pretty? And you got to just kind of, kind of agree. Yeah, you got such a pretty baby when you're walking in. Man, that baby's ugly. <laughs> but when God sees us, he's our father, and he don't look at us like we're ugly. Amen. We're the, the Bible says you are the apple of his eye. Amen. The apple of his eye. And I thank God, amen, that yeah, I, I get ugly when I sing, but praise God. Amen. God's just looking at me, shaking his head. Look at me, saying, look at my boy. Look at him. That's my mijo. Look at him go. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Acts chapter 27. Amen. I want to use this portion of scripture here. Amen. You know, right now, church, um, you know, we're, we're living in some real uncertain times and, you know, things are happening and we're trying to make sense of it and trying to figure out how this season, amen, and what are the reasons, amen, these things are happening, and how I fit this into my life. And I, I know for me right now, amen, all, all the challenges that my wife and I, what we're going through, amen, but God's showing himself and he's revealing himself to us and he's helping us through those. And in this scripture, amen, portion of scripture, Paul, you know, right here, he's right in the middle of a miracle and he's also right in the middle of a mistake. And the two can be the same thing sometimes, amen, it's all about perspective, it's how you see it. And I want you to see this in this portion of scripture here with me. It just kind of just jumped out me when I was reading this in, in my devotion, and God showed me this, and I want to share it with you this morning. Look with me in Acts chapter 27, beginning in verse 20. The Bible says that when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and the storm continued, somebody say continued. The storm continued raging. Because I want you to know, church, it was one of those kind of trials that just kept coming. It didn't seem like it was going to let up. There was no end in sight, and it was one of those kind of trials. And the Bible goes on to say that we finally gave up all hope of being saved. Come on, they quit believing. They quit thinking they could be saved, amen, that it could be different, that things could change. And right at this time, amen, when they were getting ready to give up their hope, the Bible tells us that Paul, God spoke to Paul in a real powerful way. And, and of course, Paul was the great missionary, and, and he, was, he was, amen, preaching to the, the gospel to the Gentiles. And it was really a good thing that day that Paul was on that boat. It was a good thing he was there, amen. Turn and tell somebody, it's a good thing I'm sitting next to you. Come on, because any boat that I'm on is better because I'm on it, amen. And Paul was on this boat, amen, and the Lord spoke to Paul. And the Bible says in, in, in verse 21 that after they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and he said, Men, you should have taken my advice, my advice and not sailed from Crete. Then you would have spared yourself this damage and this loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage. 
because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. And then Paul goes on to say to them, he says, this is how I know. He says in verse 23, he says, last night, an angel of the God to whom I serve and whom I belong, he says, stood behind me and he said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. In other words, you can't go down in this battle, Paul, because you have a bigger one that's ahead of you. And he goes on to say, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. He says, so keep your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen. It's going to happen. The Bible says, just as he told me. And verse 26 says, nevertheless, he says, we must run aground on some island. Amen. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, for your word, and I ask you, God, that you would just give me clarity, Lord God, of speech, Lord God. Give me clarity of thought, Lord, as I minister to your people. Bless them. They've come here today, God, to hear from you, Lord. They didn't come to hear from me. I didn't come to hear from me, God. I came to hear from you today. And so help us, Lord, not just to be hearers, but also that we would actually apply this word to our lives, God, and it would give us strength. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Come on, turn and tell somebody this morning, it had to happen. Come on, it had to to happen. That's the word for, I have for you this morning, man. Apparently, we see here in this story, amen, they're, they're Paul, they're, they're, they're traveling, they're, they're sailing, they went from Jerusalem, they're trying to get to, to Rome, amen, uh, they're gonna, he, Paul's gonna stand trial in, in front of Caesar, and so they're on this trip, and they're on this ship, and as they're going on this ship, you know, this happens, they go, they hit a storm. And I want you to know, apparently Paul, he's as spiritual as he is, he's apparently not above, amen, telling people, I told you so. Because he told them not to go from Crete or through Crete because he, he, he was, he was, God was showing him things and he's trying to give them, amen, some direction. And so here, even though Paul, who he is, he's not apparently above telling people that he told you so because he had warned the sailors that when they were on the ship trying to get to Italy and Paul, amen, he was a prisoner on this ship because he had, was, he was preaching the gospel and he hadn't done anything wrong. And how many know that sometimes we, the reason that, amen, that we go through things is not because we did something wrong. Sometimes it's, it's connected right with the things that we do right sometimes as we're serving the Lord. It will cause us to go through things. Let me know what I'm talking about. But I want you to know that you can't always know the reason, and that can be difficult, you see. For me, I always want to know the reason. When I'm going through trials, when I'm going through resistance, when I'm going through hardships, for me to go through it sometimes, it's easier for me to go through it if I, if I kind of got an idea why is it I'm in this situation. What did I do to cause this? How is it, why is it the devil's attacking me from this reason? It's something that I made a stand in my life with. Or why is God showing me this? Maybe God's correcting me. He's disciplined me because he disciplines us because he loves us. And sometimes when I'm going through things, if I can understand the reason, it makes it a little bit easier to go through the things that we go through in life. How many know what I'm talking about this morning? And I remember when I was pastoring the church, we pioneered and pastored a church there in the city of Israel. When I was doing this, I remember sitting in my office in my, in my, in my study and I was, I was reading, amen, and I had seen my son. At the time, he was about 11 years old and I seen him go past my office door into my bathroom. And then all of a sudden, I could hear an aerosol can going off and he was using my cologne. He was putting on my cologne. So I, I was messing with him. I go, hey, who is that? And he goes, it's me, dad. I go, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I, I, I just came up to tell you I love you. I go, yeah, and to use my cologne. He goes, yeah, but to tell you I love you. I go, yeah, but mostly to use my cologne. And his response to me was, was, well, why can't it be both? Think about that. Why can't it be both? And for me here in this story, amen, I hear Paul first of all, amen, he feels like he's on a ship that he doesn't feel like he rightfully belongs on. And he's being held as a prisoner for something that he did not commit. And he's being accused for things, amen, that he didn't do. And I hear him when he's talking, I hear two things. I, I hear faith. It will happen, just as the Lord said it would. But I also hear frustration. This didn't have to happen. You ever feel like that sometimes in life? 
it will happen. I know God's promises are true and they're yay and amen and God's going to see me through this. But did it have to happen like this? Come on, anybody ever feel like that or just me? And I want you to know, Paul says to these satyrs, if you would have taken my advice, if you would have, we would have spared ourselves, I mean, this damage and this loss. And in other words, I mean, the reason we're about to wreck is because your stupid decision and the things that you made, you decided you were going to do. But I want you to know that if we stay long enough in the reason, amen, we're going to drown. Paul's telling him this, amen. And what matters at this point is somewhere we have to get past the reason why it happened. And I want you to know that this can be a problem because, you know, when we're in the middle of a, of a trial, we, we either want to know why it happened or we want to play the blame game on why, you know, what, you know, whose fault it is why I'm going through this. It's kind of natural. It's in our nature to do that, to play the blame game. Or have to always figure things out. And sometimes this can be difficult for those of us that always have to have a reason. And I know that as a pastor, I used to get stuck in, in the reason when someone would come to me and they're going through a trial, they're going through problems, they're going through marital situations. Right away, I want to spit out, amen, scriptures and try to help them and give them a reason why they're going through, why they're going through. But I want you to know that, you know, maybe they're going through a, a, a loss or a tragedy. And I would always feel compelled to give them a reason why it was happening. And sometimes, amen, the point is that I finally realized, I said, wait a minute, sometimes people don't need a reason. They just need a reassurance that God's with them, that God's going to walk with them through this journey, through this trial, through this season in life, and that I'm there. I'm, as their pastor, I'm there to back them up. And so I want you to know that when, you know, when somebody comes to you and they're going through something, something, please don't be so quick to give them a reason why they're going through. You know, don't be so quick to, you know, your kids act the way they're acting because, they, no, 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 don't. It, it's not a time for that. It's a time to give them some reassurance that you're there for them, that you're going to pray them through this thing, that God's there with them. He'll never leave them, amen. So they don't need reasons all the time. Sometimes they just need reassurance. Can somebody say amen? And I want you to know, you know have you ever gone through a storm because someone else, you know, here, Paul, you know, he, he's telling the, the, these, these sailors, you know, that, he, that, that, that we didn't have to go through this. We didn't have to go, the, the, but because of your decisions, amen. And now Paul's standing right in the middle of a storm because of the sailors' dumb decisions that they made. I want to ask you this morning, have you ever gone through a storm because of someone else's decision? Come on. Now, I know this is a real awkward place in this message, amen, because if you agree too much, the person sitting next to you is going to know that you're referring to them. I know this morning, Pastor Art, if my wife was here and I said this right now, she'd be up on her feet saying, amen, preacher, preach it. Because I've made some blunders. I'm talking, I've made some bad decisions and I've taken my wife through that. You know, and she's just, my wife, you know, she's, she's my road dog. She, everywhere, where I go, she goes. And what I do, she follows me, amen. When I told her we were going to pioneer in Pastor Church, she goes, let's go for it. She didn't give me no resistance. She didn't think, well, she didn't come up with all these reasons why we couldn't do it, you know. And, but she just, she just, that's the way she, he, she, God just blessed me with a powerful woman like that. But you know what? Well, sometimes when, you know, when we make decisions that affects other people. And here, these sailors had made a decision to, 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 to sail through Creta. And Paul told him. He explained it to him. Amen. And so, you know, when you think about this, you know, um, you know when sometimes we make bad decisions and no decisions affect other people. And Paul says, you know, if we would have done it this way, and, and yeah, not everything that happens, amen, happens because God wanted it to happen. And certainly not everything that happens, amen, to you and I happens because the devil did it. Because if the devil did it, then God would have to have okayed it first. Did you catch that? It has to go through God first. Amen. The devil just doesn't have the right, amen. Bible tells us that, that God is God. He was God before you ever decided he was God. He was God before ever anybody ever have to even tell, tell him that he was God. He was God. He stands all alone. 
And I want you, because he has the ultimate authority before the devil can do anything to you and I. If you read enough of your Bible, you'll come to understand, you know, when Job, you know, the Bible says that the devil came to God and he says, uh, uh, you know, that, that he wanted to inflict some pain on some people. The Bible says he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he devour. He's, he's roaming around this earth looking who can, he can take out. And the Bible tells that God told the devil, have you ever, you know, you're considered my, my servant Job? And the devil tried to take that and re reverse the engineering of, of that thinking. And he tried to tell God, yeah, well, if you take your blessings off him, he'll curse you to your face. He said, go for it. Watch him. I know my son. He won't do that to me. And, you know, so the devil's got to get permission before he can come against our life. And so sometimes when we go through things, we're trying to figure, okay, was this the devil or is this God? Or is this my decisions? Because sometimes we get that letter D mixed up. Sometimes it's not the devil. It's our decisions. We give the devil too much credit sometimes. I know, I, I used to always blame the, the, the lying devil. The devil goes, I didn't do that, you did that. Come on, some of you are laughing because you know you've done that before. The devil is a liar, yeah? Your wife is telling you, so are you, amen? Because <laughs> sometimes we make bad decisions like that. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? And Paul tells these people, this, he's telling these sailors, this didn't have to happen. And I want you to know that that can be the hardest thing for me. I feel like sometimes if things didn't have to happen, amen, and I feel that I, I could have avoided it, but sometimes, amen, some things are in, in, inevitable, they're unavoidable, amen, and that can be the tension, isn't it, when we go through things like that? And I realize now the things, amen, that I've been through in life, it had to happen. If you've never heard my testimony, I, I've got a jacked up testimony. I mean, I've been through some just some things that nobody should have ever gone through, but God seemed me worthy to be able to carry that cross in my life. It had to happen. If you've never heard my testimony in a real brief nutshell, my mom was a prostitute. My father was one of her customers. I've got five brothers and sisters, and I'm one of her customers' sons. And from the time I was three till I was almost eight years old, I was molested by my mom's customers. Of all five of the children, I'm the second to the oldest. It only happened to me. None of my siblings have ever been messed with like that. I mean, when I talk, when I say I was full on sodomized by my mom's customers. My mom was the kind of prostitute that didn't take her customers to a hotel. She brought them home with her. And so that happened to me growing up. And then my mom finally married my baby brother's dad. He used to beat me unconscious. He was angry because he was raising somebody else's kids. And so I took the brunt in of a lot of different things. My, my older brother held me underwater and he drowned me to death. Actually took the life right out of me. They had to resuscitate me, bring me back to life. I, I've had cancer three times. I've had two heart attacks. I've broken all five toes on my right foot. I've been hit by a semi as a pedestrian. I've been through some stuff. I've been beat, left for dead. I've overdosed on heroin. I, I'm telling you, I've, I've gone through some mess in my life. But it had to happen. And I, I remember sharing this with one of my friends, and he's not saved. And I, I told him, you know, even right now with my wife, what she's going through right now, this has to happen. And there's a reason for it. And you'll find that as I unfold this message to you today, you'll begin to understand why things have to happen to us as we go through life in this journey. There's a reason for it. There's a purpose for it. And I want you to, if you'll open up your heart today, maybe you're right in the thick of what I'm talking about right now. You're right in the, like, 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 like Paul. You're in one of those storms that doesn't seem to want to let up. Come on, you feel like you can't see the end of it. You're losing hope. You're thinking, man, I can't, I'll never get out of this. I'm in a bad relationship or I'm in a bad way in my health or, or my kids seem to be acting demon possessed and I can't seem to get a handle on it. Maybe your money, your money's funny and you can't, you, and everything seems to be, the bottom's falling out of everything. Maybe you're here today and you can't understand why is it that I'm going through all this? It has to happen. And let me share with you this morning. Let me give you some clarity and some understanding of why things have to happen to the way they do in our lives. I want you to know that God purposes things. And the Bible says that all things work together for the good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. 
And I want you to know that I've read enough of the Bible to know, amen, that God will use other person's bad decisions, amen, other person's bad intentions. He will use other people, amen, to get me to my destiny. Because God's got a plan for my life, just like God's got a plan for your, your life. He's got a blueprint already laid out for your life and for my life. And sometimes we can get sidetracked, we can get diverted, amen, we can follow bad decisions or make bad decisions, but nevertheless, God will work things together for his glory, for his good. Are you hearing me this morning? I've read, like I said, read enough of the Bible to understand this. When I see Joseph's life, amen, Joseph looked at his brothers and said, amen, you don't have to even worry about it, amen. What you meant for evil, amen, God meant it for good. So which one was it, evil or good? Why can't it be both? He said, why can't it be both? Just like my, when my son told me that that day. Why can't it be both, Dad? I, yeah, I want to use your cologne, but I also love you. Why can't evil and be and good, amen, why can't it be both? Why can't God use both of these things, amen? Why can't the, the attack from the devil, amen, that God can take it and use it, amen, and repurpose it to accomplish his plan in our life? And that's what Paul's saying. He says, yes, this didn't have to happen. We didn't have to go through this storm, amen. We, we, we're not sitting here blaming God, amen. We could have avoided this. But nevertheless, amen, rather than us being stuck in the reason why it happens, if we stay stuck in that reason, we're going to miss the very revelation that God has for our life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, somebody shout revelation. See, God wants to get you past the reason, and he wants to bring you to a revelation of who he is in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The revelation, amen. Paul was trying to get them to understand that the reason that this happened, amen, it could have been avoided, amen. But last night, when we were going through the storm, we were right in the middle of this rage, amen. Last night when I was alone, God showed up and he reminded me, amen, that his purpose is still intact even though the ship goes down. And God showed me that. Vince, even the bad decisions that you've made, my, 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 my purpose in your life is still intact, I am faithful. God's word, he revealed his revelation to me. He says, even though you're an idiot, even though you've made some bad mistakes, uh, even though you've made some terrible decisions, he says, my purpose is still intact in your life because I'm going to show you the revelation that the beginning, the thing that I started in your life, I'm faithful to complete it. That's the revelation I got from this, amen? That God's faithful. When I'm not faithful, are you hearing what I'm saying this afternoon? Amen? And so it had to happen, amen? And now does Paul, God doesn't give Paul all a series of explanation of why things were going on. He doesn't give him a reason, amen, but he gives him a revelation. And I want you to know this afternoon, beloved, that revelation is more powerful than reason. You see, you can't fight the devil with reason. Because sometimes you don't always know the reason. Amen. Sometimes we have a, we have to go back, amen, to, to who God was, who God showed us who he was in our life. And I want you to know that God is very tactful in that he can create a situation for a revelation. Did you catch that? God can give us a situation in our life, but in that situation, wherever you might be right now in your life, I can't go home with you today, but in your home today, right now, the circumstances are going on in your personal circle of life. God wants to show you, amen, a revelation in your situation. And if you'll open up your heart to it, man, God is so tactful, amen, in being able to reveal this. And sometimes we have to go back, I said, to, like I said, to know who God has already shown us who he was. See, God's very tactful in this. Amen. Can I preach about this for a minute? Amen. So he will let, amen, Lazarus die. And the Bible tells us that he loves Lazarus. Amen. And when they tell him, amen, that Lazarus died, amen, he said that it was a good thing that he died. Jesus actually said that he was glad that he died. Why? Because now they got a situation. And the situation, amen, enables the revelation. And I want to let you know it's not because it's, it's true because it rhymes. It's true because it's true. A situation will create a revelation if you're open to receive that from God. 
Up until this point, Mary and Martha, amen, and all the people that were around, they already knew Jesus, amen, as a miracle worker. They already knew that he could walk on water. They already knew that he could take a little boy's lunch, amen, and feed a multiple multitude with him. They already knew, amen, that he was a way maker, a promise keeper, amen. But now, amen, through the death of their brother, amen, now they're going to know him in a completely different way. Now they're going to know him as the resurrection and the life, amen. And the Bible says, he that believeth, amen. Does anybody believe this afternoon, amen? The Bible says, he that believeth in me, though he were to die, yet shall he live that was the revelation that day amen and it had to happen Lazarus had to die so that they could so that God could instead of explain himself so that he could reveal himself as the res as the resurrection and the life and you see I, I know Jesus as my savior I know him as my provider amen but I also know him as my restorer now amen and I want you to know that things went bad here, amen. Things didn't look good, amen. It had to happen. And Paul said, amen, we must run aground. Because the Bible tells us here in verse 26 of that, of that portion of Scripture, amen, we're going to run aground on some island. And it, it has to happen. And sometimes, amen, when we ask God for a reason, he will bypass the reason and he'll give us a revelation. You see, you and I, we belong to God, amen. And, and he wants you to know that we are his children. He wants you to know that his grace is sufficient. And I want you to know that we don't operate by reason because sometimes, amen, we'll be up and sometimes we'll be down. I operate by revelation. God keeps showing me over and over again who he was in the past and who he's promised to be today and who he promises to be tomorrow. He never changes, amen? And I know that he's good and he does good and I know that he's with you and he'll never leave me, amen? And I know that, that God, he, he's an awesome God, amen? And he's, he's done that, amen, through revelation. Somebody say revelation. Amen. I, I don't know where you're at today. Amen. Maybe you're on the mountain shop, on the mountaintop shouting the victory or maybe you might be like Paul right in the middle of a storm. Back-to-back -back storms, over and over. It seems like it's not letting up. But I want you to see, amen, who God was, amen, so that you can know, amen, that he's already done it once, and the Bible says he'll do it again and again and again. He don't change. God will do it again and again, whatever it takes, amen. Amen. So when you get in trouble, amen, and when we're going through storms, amen, we don't need a reason. We need a revelation. I remember back when my son, he was about 10 years old, and he was battling with demons of 10-year-olds. Come on, you know when they know everything? You tell somebody, when they get about 10 years old, you, I know. Everything you tell them, I know. It's time for you to go to bed, I know. It's time for you to go take a shower, I know. They, they, that, that demon's of 10 years old. Well, one day, I told him to do something. And his response to me, check this out, his response to me was, he goes, you know, Dad, I, I'm, I'm not the kind of person that just does things because, you know, somebody asked me to do something. I need to know the reason why. And you ever see that, that cartoon, amen, the, uh, the roadrunner and the coyote, the, that, that coyote, and he grabs him by the throat. He grabs the roadrunner by the throat. And, and I, I wanted to do that, and I knew that I couldn't do that. But instead, Pastor, the, the, the spirit of Star Wars came on me. And I looked at my son, and he's asking for a reason. So I go, I am your father. You don't need a reason. You need a revelation of who I am. Amen. And sometimes, amen, when we want to question God, God says, amen, you don't need a reason. You need a revelation of who I am in your life, amen. Uh, that I saved you, amen, from hell, amen. That I washed you in my precious blood. Uh, that when I died on the cross, you were on my mind. Uh, when I rose from the dead, I robbed hell, death, and the grave, amen. Snatched the keys away, amen, so that you and I could, amen, experience salvation, amen, and the power of God in our life. God wants you to understand that this morning, amen. He don't have to give you a reason. He wants to give you a revelation of who he is in your life today, amen. He says, open up your eyes, uh, those blind eyes and those deaf ears, amen, and have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying into your life today and so right now you might be right in the thick of a storm back to back 
It's not, you ever go to the beach? I know there's not any beach here in Las Vegas, but in California, there's beaches. I know at some point you've probably experienced the beach, but have you ever been inside the water and it seems like you get hit by a wave? And come on, you got salt water up your nose and come on, you got just sand in your eyes and, and you're trying to get up and catch your breath. And all of a sudden, here goes another wave, wham! And now you're down on the floor and your pants are halfway down your legs and you're trying to get your, your shorts back up and boom, here goes another one. You guys are laughing because I know some of you just got a visual right now when I said that. But man, sometimes life's like that. You ever experience trials like that? One after another. Come on, if you didn't have bad luck, you had no luck. Come on. And, and sometimes it's, life's like that sometimes. This journey sometimes gets challenging. But to know, amen, that our, our revelation in God, amen, who he was when he first came into your life and what he's done in your life up to this point. Like I said, God has never failed me. Never failed me. And God's showing Paul here, amen. He's, he's showing them, and he's showing Paul, amen. And here as they're, they're, they're going through this storm, amen, uh, you know, sometimes in, in life, amen, you won't always know why, but you can know who, amen. And Paul tells them, he says, last night, amen, an angel of God, amen, who I served told me, amen, that this had to happen. It had to happen, amen. God, God showed him this, amen. And so Paul says, amen, we're going to make it to the, to the island, but the boat's not. The boat has to break, amen. We're going to suffer loss, amen, but, we, but the, the, the things that, that's most important, amen, the promise that God's given us, amen, we're going to hang on to that. Now, I want you to know that, that when you think about this, this story is amazing, amen, how, how Paul, amen, said that all these things that were going to happen, it happened exactly like Paul said it was going to happen because God gave him a revelation. It began to unfold, amen. And now they got to the storm. The, the Bible tells us they got to the shore, and I want you to look with me in Acts chapter 28, the next chapter over in verse 1. Come on. Somebody say it had to happen. And that's the word for you today. It had to happen. And the Bible says in verse 1 of, of chapter 28 of Acts, amen, it says, Now when they had escaped, amen, they found out that the island was called Malta. After they escaped this storm, the Bible tells us that the ship, it ran, it ran aground, just like Paul said it was going to happen, just like the angel of the Lord told him it was going to happen. The ship ran aground, and they ended up on this island called Malta. Malta, what Malta means, it means, amen, uh, it means refuge. And so seeing this, amen, the grace of God doesn't always prevent us, amen, from the consequences, but it always will give us a place to land. Did you catch that this morning? We have to go through things sometimes, but when we go through it, God will always give us a place to land. And Paul says we must run aground, amen, on the island, and I'm sure, amen, it was a relief after being thrashed around on the sea, amen, all those weeks, amen, and in that storm, and they had no food, the Bible tells us, uh, and it was windy, and they were cold, and, and then and then the ship breaks up, and now they're out in the water, and now they're cold and freezing, and all of a sudden they end up on this island called Malta. And so they had to be relief after being in the water for all those weeks, and being cold, and it being raining, and it being windy, and now they're on this island. And so think about this minute. Paul survives all this stuff, the shipwreck, everything, and now they landed on an island called Malta. Now, the Bible tells us, amen, that, that, they, that, that these people on the island of Malta showed them unusual favor. And the reason why they, 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 it was described this way, the Bible tells us that the, the people on the island, how, how Luke, the writer of Acts, how he describes them, in the original word, wording when, they put the, when this scripture was written, he phrases to them as the barbarians because they'd spoken unfamiliar language. They didn't speak the language that, that Paul understood. They didn't speak the language that Luke understood or any of the, 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 the prisoners that were on that ship that day. They didn't understand. So now Paul's in an unfamiliar place with people that speak an unfamiliar language. And so, but the Bible says that they showed him great kindness and they built a big fire for all of these 
prisoners. It was 276 in all. And they built this big fire so they could get them warm and make them comfortable because they just came out of the ocean and it's raining and the wind's blowing. And so now they're in there, they're standing around this, this fire and they, that they built for them to get warm. And the Bible tells that Paul, he gathers a bundle of kindling wood. You know, he, he, he's grateful. Now he's on an, a sure place. He's now on, he's on, on shore. He's on, on land. He's no longer out in the water. And so he doesn't want to look like some lazy servant or some lazy preacher. So he's going to help out. So he grabs a bundle of wood. And the Bible says that he puts that bundle of wood on the fire. And from the heat, it caused a viper to come out of the wood because of the heat. And when you think about this, think about for a minute, all that Paul's already been through. He's being put on a ship for something that he didn't do. He's being sent before Caesar because he's preaching the gospel to the Gentiles. And then he's trying to give these sailors on the ship, you know, some direction so they don't have to go through this storm and they don't listen to him. So they end up going through this storm after all anyways. And then they're on the ship and then the ship runs aground and it breaks apart. Now they're shipwrecked. And now he's out in the ocean, thrashed around in the water, amen, for weeks. Uh, and they're hungry and they're cold. And then he ends up finding out, he thinks he's finding a safe place. Uh, and he's just trying to help. Uh, and he puts this wood on the, on the, on the fire. And then a, a viper comes out and it latches itself to his hand. I mean, it's almost comical. It's just things just keep happening bad to Paul. And now they're watching him. And the Bible tells us, amen, as they're watching him, the, 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 the snake had latched itself to his hand. So obviously it was there for a while. And they're looking, all these people are watching Paul. And they're seeing what, what he's going to do. Uh, and you, you got to watch people because right away they want to give a reason why you're going through something. And the people said that, that, you know, surely the God of justice, he's escaped the ocean. But now, amen, uh, his judgment has come upon him. This man must be a murderer. And that's why this snake latched itself to him. Because now he's being, amen, he's, he, he's being, his, his payday is up right now. He's getting what's coming to him because what he's done wrong. And they already came up with a, with, with a, you know, a reason why he's going through. You ever have people look at you sometimes when you're going through trials and they're looking at you like there must be sin in your life? Come on, you must not be a tither, huh? Oh, come on, you're not faithful to Bible study, are you? Huh? You're not being a witness. That's why you go through what you go through. People, people will always have a reason why we go through what we go through. You know, there must be sin in your life. That's why you're sick. I want to tell people, shut up. I just want to slap people like that. I don't know why. You don't know why I'm going through what I'm going through. I could be the, doing the right thing and I'm going through what I'm going through. And so right away, the people had a reason why Paul, why this happened to Paul. And Paul, you know, he, he's standing there and he's got this, this snake hanging off him. And Paul does, I mean, he does what every one of us need to learn how to do when we're going through a trial. He doesn't respond to what they're saying to him, that he was a murderer, that now justice has hit him. He doesn't respond to them. He doesn't go on Facebook and write a post, amen, that, you know, they're trying to make an excuse. He doesn't blame anybody why he's, this has happened to him. Amen. He does what you and I need to learn how to do, amen, when we're going through trials. The Bible tells us that Paul shook off the snake. He shook it off. Come on. He didn't wait, amen, for the islanders, amen, to come and get a committee together and vote on what he should do. No, he shook it off immediately, amen. When he seen it hanging from his hand, the Bible says that he shook it off. He shook it off before it filled him with that poison. He shook it off before it killed him. He shook it off, amen, right where they were watching that he shook it off. And that's what you and I need to learn how to do because people are watching our life and they want to see your response when you're going through trials. People are watching me and my wife right now. She's going through all this sickness. They want to see, you know, my, my wife, you know, you know, because she's got her, because of her disease, she's got high levels of ammonia in her brain. So she's not as tactful as she used to be. She's not as sharp as she used to be. My wife is a witty woman and she's, I mean, she's sharp. You can't pull nothing past her. But because the high levels of ammonia, it's caused her to be a little questioning in what she thinks and sometimes. And, you know, and when she's going through these. And so sometimes, you know, people, they'll have a reason why we're going through what we're going through, you know. 
you know, like I said, we got back together, got remarried, and, and, and people, you know, they're thinking that maybe there's some judgment on us, that that's why we're going through what we're going through. But they're watching our life. And sometimes, you know, when you're watching somebody's life and they're serving God, amen, you're going to see some things, amen. But if you're living for the Lord and you're being a light to this world, amen, some people are blown away that I'm back up on a platform preaching the gospel. Some people are blown away that my wife and I are back together, amen. Some people are blown away because, you know what, we're shaking off, amen, with the, pur- with the devil purpose for evil, we're shaking it off. And that's how each and every one of us need to learn how to do. We have to learn how to shake off, amen, the hardships of life, the trials of life. Come on, the, the things that we go through as married couples. Come on, sometimes it's hard to be married to the same person year after year. You wake up in the morning, you look at him, and it's you again, amen. Come on. You got that same t-shirt on, amen. Change that t-shirt, amen. And it gets rough sometimes. But when you're feeling like that, you got to shake it off. Come on, somebody say, shake it off. Come on, because people are watching our life, and he shook this off, amen? And I want you to know that here we, we, he escapes all these things that he's already gone through. And, and, and Paul tells these people that we must run aground a on this island, amen? And I'm sure it was a relief after, like I said, being thrashed around, and the islanders showed them unusual kindness. Uh, and I want you to know, you know, when you, we think about this for a minute, amen, Paul, he survives everything that he survives, to, he, that he survives through only to end up on an island called Malta. An unfamiliar place with people that spoke an unfamiliar language. And I want to ask you this morning. I said all that to say this. Hey, man, you ever been on Malta? That's, you know, I, I know what it's like to be on Malta. I've been, I'm, I'm in Malta right now. Malta is that unfamiliar place. You didn't expect to be there. It's that place sometimes where you feel stuck. They were stuck here on this island because the ship had broken apart. You ever feel stuck in life? You ever feel like you're in a place that's unfamiliar to you? Around circumstances that you're not familiar with? Come on, some of you are in Malta today. Malta is that place where, where you're going through emotional things that you didn't think you would go through emotional things like that. You've seen other people depressed, but you didn't think you'd ever be depressed. Come on, you see other people's kids act crazy, but you never thought your kids were going to act crazy. Come on, Malta is that place where, you know, where, where, you know, you got more bills at the end of the month than you do have money. That's Malta. Come on, Malta is that place, amen, where you're doing everything right, but it seems like everything wrong is going to happen, is happening in your life. That, that's your Malta. Come on, Malta's that place, amen, it's that season in your life where, you know, you're 29 and single, wondering when you're going to get married. That's Malta for you. Come on, has anybody ever been to Malta? Some of you in Malta this morning. Sure you've been in Malta, come on. Some of you feel like right now, I mean, I live in Las Vegas, Malta. Come on, a little city called Malta in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I want you to know that sometimes when we're in that place, Malta, is that's where exactly where God wants you to be. Because the Bible says that when Paul shook off that snake, and he felt no harm, amen. He's being an example to you and I. And then after this happened, they're waiting for a long time, the Bible says. They're waiting for him to swell up and kill over. Maybe, you know, he didn't die immediately, but the poison, that venom's eventually going to get inside of him, and he's going to kill over eventually. But they, after waiting for a long time, they changed their mind again. I mean, that's just like people. They'll change their mind. They'll change their mind. That's why you can't depend on people for the things that you're going through. When you're going through stuff, amen, you got to remember the revelation of God, what he's already given you. And the Bible says after a while, he shook it off. And after he had shook it off, he felt no harm. And after that, they changed their mind. They said, this man must be a god. He escaped the sea. He didn't kill over from the snake. And now he's standing here, and nothing's happened to him. He must be. See, people will change. One minute, Hosanna to the highest. The next minute, crucify him. One minute, he's a, amen, he, he, he's a murderer. And the next minute, he's a god. That's how people are. They'll change their mind in a hot second. But Paul, he realizes now. 
He's on Malta. And now the chief, the Bible tells us, the chief of one of the, 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 the chiefs of that island, they hear about this happening. They say, man, man, there must be something about special about Paul. He must know some people. So he invites Paul over to his house to have dinner. And I, I may be exaggerating, but this is kind of how, I, when I read this, when I read the Bible, it's almost like a video. I can see things happening. And, 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 and in my imagination, how I, it translates to me. And I can see Paul sitting down with this man. His name is Publius. He was the chief of the island. And he's sitting down with them, and he's talking with them, and they're having a meal. And the Bible says that he was at his house for three days, and they showed him unusual kindness there at his house, and they provided for them, and they were feeding them. And so Paul's sitting, I can see Paul sitting down having a meal with Publius. And as he's sitting there having a meal with Publius, all of a sudden, he sees somebody being carried into a room on a stretcher. And so Paul must have asked Publius, what's going on over here? And Publius must have told him, that, that, that's my dad. He, he, he's got... Uh, the Malta fever. It must have been, must have been the, the COVID of his time. He, he, he's got dysentery and he's got, he's got high fever and there's nothing that we can do for him. And I can just imagine when Paul's sitting there having this conversation with Publius, Pastor Art, I can just see him right about there and he starts to smile. And all of a sudden the revelation comes to him. That's why I went through the storm. That's why I went through the, sh the, the, the shipwrecking of that ship. That's why I was thrashed out in the ocean for seven weeks. That's why I ended up on this unfamiliar place. That's why the snake latched itself to my hand. All of a sudden, it started coming to Paul. And Paul asks his publius, he goes, can I get a minute with your dad? Publius says, sure, go ahead. So he goes into the room where Publius' father was at. And the Bible says that he laid hands on Publius' father's head, and he began to pray for him. And the Bible tells us that Publius' father was healed. And, you know, that's a miracle within itself, that God performed a miracle healing right there on Publius'. They, they couldn't do anything for him. He had fever. He had dysentery. He, he was messed up. You know, I, I've shared with you before when I got saved, I couldn't read. The first time I read dysentery, I thought he said he had fever and diarrhea. I don't know why it came out that way, but I thought, man, this guy had it bad. But nevertheless, amen, I had to jolt, jolt you guys there for a second because you guys had this look on your face. Amen, I had to wake you up to, by saying something like that. But nevertheless, he laid hands on Paul's, uh, uh, on, on Publius' father's head. And just the fact that, that, that Publius' father was healed was a miracle within itself. But as I started to see this, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, man, just three days prior to this, that same hand that he has on Publius' father's head, there was a snake hanging from it. Did you catch that? There was a snake hanging from that same hand that he laid on Publius' father's head. And the Bible says that he was healed. And the word got around on the island and Publius had to change his house from his house into a, 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 a revival tent. And the Bible says that all the sick from that island came to Publius' house, and they were all healed. Think about that. The same hand that was a snake hanging from. And I want you to know when I thought about that, I thought, man, what a trip that God would use the same hand that there was a snake hanging from three days earlier. I remember when my kids were little one day, my daughter comes up to me. She says, Dad, Josiah bit me. And I go, did you bite him back? And she says, no, sir. I, I, I said, well, you go back up there and you tell your brother that Dad said, that you can bite me again if you want to. But know this, I bite back. And I, I know that's not good parenting, but this is good preaching, amen. Listen to me. This is good preaching, amen. The next time the devil tries to bite you, you tell him, I bite back. And I want you to know, I've been through everything that I've been through in life. You heard my, my, a little bit of my testimony. You hear the things that I'm going through right now with my, my wife's sickness. I've been through all that I've been through. But God began to show me, Vince, the hurt that you've been through, the hardship that you've been through, all the things the devil's tried to bite you with in life, amen. You tell the devil that you bite back. Because God's beginning to show me, you know, everything that I've been through, God gave me a prophetic word, amen, through a prophet that, that, that's credible to me, amen. And he told me, he says, Vince, 
God's going to put you in a place that you're going to minister to men that have been molested because you've been molested. That venom that the devil tried to pump into you, you're going to use it for healing power to other people's lives. Right now, what my wife's going through in her sickness, God's going to give us a platform, amen, to give other people hope, amen. And so what you're going through right now, understand this. It had to happen because with the devil purpose for evil for your life, amen, God wants you to shake it off and understand that it's not by chance, it's not by fluke, it's not by coincidence. I want to show God chose you, amen. He chose you to be in this generation, Amen. Because the Bible says that in the last days, uh, he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Amen. He's going to open up the windows of heaven and rain down upon his people. Amen. A latter rain. Amen. And I want you to know that God's raising up a remnant of people. Amen. In this generation. Amen. That are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because the Bible says it's the power of God unto salvation. And I'm here this afternoon to, te- to tell you. Amen. With the devil. Amen. Purpose for evil. It had to happen. Amen. And it's not a matter whether it's good or whether it's bad or whether the decision was wrong. Amen. God will take use it all, amen, for his glory and for his honor, because that's the God that we serve. Uh, and I've got a revelation this morning for, for you this morning, church, amen. Know this this morning, that God is faithful in your life, amen. He's got a plan for your life. He's got a plan for Praise Chapel Las Vegas, amen. He's going to raise up this church, amen. And as we were sitting there, Pastor, I was thinking as we were sitting there during the worship, God wants you to begin to look. He wants you to open up your eyes in a different perspective. He wants you to look. He's going to give you a church building, not a storefront building. He's going to give you a church building with its own parking lot, with its own fellowship hall, with classrooms, amen, uh, so that you can do revivals, you can, you're, you're not going to be limited, amen, because he has seen your faithfulness over the last 20 years, amen, that you've put your hand to the plows, amen, you're forgetting, amen, the things that maybe have gone wrong, and you're pressing forward to the things that you know that God's promised to your life, amen, he's going to make a way where there seems to be no way, he's going to open up the windows of heaven, and God's going to provide, amen, where it seems like, man, this, you're going to know that you know that it's a miracle from God, because he's going to provide it for this church, because he sees your faithfulness, amen, and you need to know, church, I mean, sometimes, amen, you might be here today and you may think, man, this is kind of silly, amen. We're going to a storefront building to go have church. Amen. You need to shake off that thinking because we're in the perfect place. The Bible says we're two or more gathered. He's there. and the, God's here this morning, man. Uh, and he wants you to understand that, that that's the revelation, amen, that he will come and he'll sup with us. He'll meet with us, amen, and he'll meet our needs and he'll help us as we go through life. And so maybe you're in Malta today. You're in that place today, man. You think, man, this is unfamiliar. I don't understand why I'm in this. But God wants you to know he's got you right where he wants you at. And when the devil tries to latch himself onto you, understand. Amen. That poison, that hurt, that disappointment, come on, that wrong that happened. Amen. God wants you to shake it off because the very thing that tried to hurt you, God's going to use to bring healing. He's going to use to bring miracles. He's going to use to open doors, amen, for other areas in your life. And I thank God now. The things that I've been through in life, I thank God that it happened to me and my, not my little sisters. I thank God that, you know, that God's seen me worthy to carry that cross. I thank God that God's opened up my eyes to see the revelation, amen, that he's with me, that he will use the foolishness of this world. Amen. Don't let the tie fool you, amen. I, I wear the tie to look a little bit more intelligent. I'm dumber than a box of rocks. <laughs> Had you fooled, huh? I'm not an eloquent speaker. Trust me. I, I, you know, if you came this morning, you're looking for some fancy commentary. That's not me. I don't speak the Greek. I don't speak the Hebrew. I can hardly speak English right. Amen. But I know the truth because it set me free. I got a revelation from God that God can use somebody like me. Come on. And I want you to know, amen, God wants to use somebody like you. But we've got to learn, amen, that when we're on Malta, now how many has been to Malta? Come on. Now that you got an understanding, you're in Malta. Some of you are in Malta right now. But God wants you to know, you can either see it as a place of misery. Come on, Paul could have sat down and been, been miserable. Man, what am I doing stuck on this island? 
I don't even know anybody here. I don't even speak their language. But instead of it being a place of misery, God turned it into his place of mission. Did you catch that? Where you're at today is your mission. God's got a mission for your life. He's got a plan for your life. Don't let it be a place of misery. Let it be a place where you can turn it into your mission. That God can use it for his glory and honor. Amen. All the time when Paul came on this island, he thought that he needed Malta. But reality, Malta needed Paul. And Malta needs you today. He needs you to rise up and be and do and understand the revelation that God has in your life. Are you hearing me today? Let God help you to shake it off. And let God help you open up your eyes to see the revelation that the good work he began in Praise Chapel, Las Vegas, the good work that he started in your life as individuals, he's faithful to complete it. But we got to take the example, amen, of the men of old, the men of our faith, amen, how they responded to the hardships of life. Yeah, life's hard. We're going through a, a trying time right now. Come on. Social injustice, political confusion, come on, financial hardships, this pandemic raising its head up again, all these things that are happening. Yeah, we're living in hard times, but I want you to know Paul was in a hard time. He was in a trying time. But if we see his response, he shook it off, and God used it for his kingdom. And I want you to know God wants to use each and every person that's here today in some way, in some form. But you got to just get a right perspective and get a revelation. Who God was before, he don't change. Come on, men change. Come on. People change, but God never changes. He's faithful to his promises. His promises are yea and amen. And we got to hang on to that this morning, amen. The promise that God has for this church and for you. Is